So Sam, you own Sun, you don't own Kane, you don't own Ronaldo. Who's your captain? You know, I think I messaged you about this, but I was really set on triple captaining Sun this week. Because I know no one else would have done it, or not many would have done it. I thought it would be a good differential. And I had real faith in Sun calling. And then he got injured. So I'm kind of stuck. Right now, on my draft pick, my captain is on Dennis. Can you believe it? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the FPL Banger Podcast. This is the Double Game Week 22 preview. My name is Siva, and I'm joined by Sam. Sam, we haven't recorded since Christmas. How's it been? Has it been that long? It really has. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's been good. It's been good. I can't even remember how to do a podcast anymore. What, what, what are we supposed to talk about again? People ask you, are Man United assets good? You say no, and then we move on. Yeah, answer still remains the same. <laughs> okay, that, that's, that's half an hour content gone now. But haven't you been getting into all the non-FPL stuff, Sam? Like, I've started watching AFCON. I've got an AFCON fantasy team. I'm like top 500 in the world. Has any of that been catching your attention? No, actually, I haven't. Um, I didn't play this year's AFCON fantasy. If I knew you were playing, maybe I would have jumped on it. Oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. Yeah, But then again, I only know like maybe the Premier League African players and a few from others here and there. Do you know that Stephen Corker, the, the former Liverpool defender, is now playing for Sierra Leone? I didn't even know he was eligible for Sierra Leone. Yeah, he, he's... His only English cap came in the 4-2 defeat against Latan. And now he's it, playing for Sierra Leone. You, you can after having an English cap? Yeah, if it's in a friendly or... That, that's how Grealish, you know, played for Ireland and then moved to England. Ah. And, okay, we're getting digressed okay. here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back to FPL stuff. All right, so short pot. We're recording two days before the deadline. So we're trying to keep it nice and simple. We're just going to cover a few topics. Uh, Sun replacements, top of the agenda, because Sun, when we finally need him, the Salah replacement, he's now injured, and he's out probably until the next international break. We'll talk about Sun replacements. We'll talk about Leicester assets, because Leicester assets now, everybody wants them. They seem to have a really good double. They're in, they've developed some decent form, you know, very good result against Liverpool recently, and then in the cup against Watford, but tough fixtures coming up. So we'll talk about Leicester. And we'll also talk about captaincy. You know, you've got your big hitters, Ronaldo, Kane, but you also got a lot of smaller options. No Salah this week, so finally you get to think about captaincy a bit. Shall we get into it, Sam? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, so first off, sun replacements. I think right off the bat, this is the big topic everybody has to deal with. It doesn't matter if you're on free hit, wildcard, whatever. Most people had sun or were going to get sun in for Salah. So Sam GFPL asks, best sun replacements. And there are a few candidates here. Um, Bruno Fernandes uh, is ranked second on FPL Review for projected points. So they they measure projected points based on home and away records, XG, XA, all that sort of thing. He's ranked second. And Bruno Fernandes has sort of got some attention this week because I guess a lot of people probably can't get to Ronaldo, doesn't fit their team structure, so he's an easy alternative. He's come back into the starting lineup. He was playing as a number 10 against Aston Villa. And there's a really good thread here by iTestFPL, which you should check out, looking at how Bruno played as a number 10. 
And we've also got FPL Frazier asking us, what are your thoughts on Bruno, especially if United moves to a 4-2-3-1? Sam, United fan, you got a great double. Villa, Brentford, Brentford just lost 4-1 to Saints. Are you considering Bruno Fernandes? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not considering any United attacking assets, man. I mean, am I too cynical with United? Maybe, but it has worked out so far, you know. have not jumped on any attacking United assets and it's been working out well for me. I just don't trust United yet. I know there are some... Um, I, I saw the threat, right? Um, you sent it to me about Bruno uh, in the new formation. They're playing 4-3-1. to He's creating more chances, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I'm still not convinced. Um, even that game, we just won 1-0 wasn't a very convincing win either. United just not convincing at all. Now, in the defense, I might consider, right? The hair, basically just the hair, right? We do seem to be keeping some clean sheets, although I would say some of it were pretty fortunate, I think. Um, but nonetheless, two fixtures that looks like we have a good chance of keeping a clean sheet. So the only United SI would consider is the hair. Okay, just, I mean, do you think that as a sort of one-off punt, right? Because a lot of people have Salah or have Sun and they need somebody this week. And do you understand why they are more hesitant to go to other midfielders? Because there isn't, I mean, you look at the most transferred in midfielders this week, right? Let's just go to the FL website for a minute. And, okay, you've got Jota, single game week. I mean, most people who will have Jota already Sun is number two, so uh, sorry for those people. Saka, single game week. Jared Bowen, single game week. De Bruyne, single game week. Bernardo, single game week. So so what is the answer here, Sam? Are you saying just get a single game week player instead of getting a United asset? I mean, it doesn't have to be a premium asset, right? You don't have to replace Sun with another premium asset. So you can go down. Um, I'm quite interested in the Leicester midfielders, particularly Madison, of course. Okay, so Madison is, I think, the popular replacement, I think, alternative in that bracket. And that brings me into to an interesting question here from FPL Goat, uh, good friend of the pod. Is it viable to get a Leicester mid for Game Week 22, especially when the fixtures afterwards are tricky? And if yes, who's the best one to have? So Leicester fixtures after 22. 22 double looks okay. Burnley away, Spurs home. Not too bad. But then it's Brighton at home. You know, Brighton defensively, kind of solid. Liverpool away, West Ham home, Wolves away, Chelsea away. I mean, that that, that fixture run from 24 to 27 looks quite bad. And that's even assuming that Leicester go, goes ahead because they've postponed their last game. So does the fixture run beyond 22 concern you? Not really, actually. I think aside from Liverpool, maybe when they're, they're playing Liverpool away, right? So Liverpool at home, they're really solid. But the rest all oh, looks kind of scorable, I think. And Leicester's attack has been good, right? Um they may not be winning games because of their defense. They just keep leaking in, and that's because of injuries and things like that. But their attack has looked good. That said, they don't have a striker. So I was worried that it might affect their play, you know, not having a, a natural striker. Because I think um, the only one who is at the club who might play is Daka, but even then, it's still a doubt, right? We don't know if he'll be fit in time. But yeah, but then they did well in the. FA Cup. Lukman played up top, I think, as the striker. Did pretty decent. 
So he might be a good pun to have if you're, you know, on a free hit or something like that. You want to take a real, like, 0% ownership pun. But yeah, I, I think Leicester looks good. They still can score. I think all those are scorable fixtures coming up except Liverpool, like I said. So I am not really concerned uh, with the upcoming fixtures for Leicester. I'll be honest with you. I'm actually looking at Lookman over Madison and I'll expand why. As a great thread I retweeted a few days ago by FL Foxy talking about Leicester assets. He's a Leicester fan. And he compared the stats for the main Leicester assets. Madison's XG and XA is per 90 this season. is 0.32 and 0.18. Compare that to Lookman, who is 0.29, so very close, and 0.15 for XA. So both stats really close. But you look at the price difference. Madison is almost 7 mil. He's 6.9. Lookman is 6 million. So my thinking about this is that they have tough fixtures coming up. I, I don't think you can you know run away from that. Brighton, maybe not so much. But after that, I don't like their fixture run. But they're a really good asset to have. Plus, they'll have doubles coming up. So, Adam Ola-Lukman, 6 million. I could live with benching a 6 million asset. I think it's harder for me, you know, the, as the price goes higher and higher, for me to justify benching someone. I see your point. Um, if you don't have faith in Leicester and you want to bench them, then I guess you go for the, the cheaper asset, right? Um, it's more palatable to bench a cheaper asset. That's it. I personally think um, Leicester can score against anyone. We saw that against City, right? So I'm happy to play Madison throughout you know, every fixture coming up. All right, fair and enough. I think, yeah, and I think Madison has the quality to you know pull out a banger right against these big teams. Yeah, and I suppose, well, Iheanacho will be back in two weeks once AFCON is done. Dhaka is apparently in contention for the next match against Burnley if it, if it goes ahead. Yeah. So Lukman, although he did play as a striker, his place is not 100% secured, right? Because, um, you know, Perez didn't play that match. So he could come in. Unlikely, but it's possible. But you know Madison is going to play every single game that he's fit. Perez is not coming in, man. He's, he's garbage. Yeah, but um, two games, right? So maybe Lukman plays 60 minutes, one... 30 minutes the other. You know, that kind of thing. They have options to rotate him. And what about Harvey Barnes, Sam? Who did score against Watford. I mean, we had this debate last season, right? I went Barnes, you went Madison. And then I think you came to Barnes. Eventually, Barnes got injured. But he was great for, you know, for, for a run. He really had a really good run. I remember him scoring against Liverpool. He's just come back to fitness, though. So that's what's probably putting me off. And he's 6.5. And I'm not sure the 0.5 uh, is justified going over Lookman. Yeah, and similarly, I think it's worth the 0.5 to go Madison over Bunt. So, just not in contention this year. Unfortunately, he's you know not having a good season. Yeah, I mean, he's, he struggled at the start in and out of the team, wasn't getting 90 minutes. Looked good against Watford, but I mean, everybody looks against, against, good against Watford. So, hard to draw conclusions. I think, just to sum up, Madison is the safe pick. Uh, Lookman, if you're trying to save some funds and you don't mind running the risk of possible benchings down the line. Yeah, and I think even as a so-called safe pick, right, his ownership isn't that high, you know. Uh, it's only about 10% generally. Might be, I don't know, in the top um, 100 or 1,000 managers or whatever, but the safe pick is, is still kind of a differential, I would say. Yeah, got to be a popular move this week because you look at number of transfers in, he's highest amongst Leicester assets, 153k transfers in. So he'll probably be the simple one, you know, if you're not thinking too much about it. Tielemans, uh 
is second actually for transfers in amongst Leicester mids. I don't see Telemans as a, a genuine option. I feel like his his uh, underlying stats are nothing great. Uh, he mostly relies on well, he's got penalties now because Vardy's out, and you know he scores bangers, but I don't think that's reliable. Yeah, great player though, and um. He's just those kind of player, right? Where all the serious, so-called serious FPL people will be like, oh no, he plays too deep, not good numbers. But somehow he just keeps popping up with a goal here and there. Five goals already this season. Would you ever have a... I mean, this... Yeah, so you say serious FPL manager, right? So my my brother had Kovacic in his side when he started the season. And I kept telling him, why do you have him? Just get rid of him, man. And Kovacic kept outscoring players I had. Yeah, is, it's annoying. Is that something so, that... Yeah, so would you ever have somebody like Tillemans in your team? No, I think in this case, clear-cut, you can see Madison is a better attacking threat. So, I would definitely go Madison over Tillemans. Alright, fair enough. Let's, I think, you know, we've covered Leicester mids. And beyond the Leicester mids, is there anyone else you look at as a sound replacement? No, I don't think so, right? Okay, I mean, just taking a look at the double game week teams. Um, First off, you have... Burnley, uh, <laughs> you don't want a midfielder from Burnley. Similarly with Watford, Chelsea, you could go Mount, but there it's two really tough fixtures, right? Um, both away, first against City, second against Brighton, who is quite strong at home. Plus, Chelsea has not been playing so well, so maybe Mount if you if you're feeling the punt. But then again, you have to think about their upcoming fixtures. They have two blanks coming up, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Chelsea's, Chelsea's a no-go. Spurs, um, there are some talk on going on Mora, I think. Um, he did. He had that one great game week and then got benched the week after, so everyone kind of forgot about him. But now that Sun is injured, he could come up. I have concerns, though, because despite how well Sun has been playing, Spurs as a whole has not been playing that well. And without their, you know, their best player, how well will they perform in this upcoming few weeks? Um, I don't know. So I don't like that uncertainty, so I'm not jumping on Mora. And mm. you don't want any Brentford options. And again, like I said earlier, I don't trust any United attackers. So that's a no from me. Brighton. I see some McAllister oh, punts this week. Okay, McAllister's place is not even secured. Although I do like him as a player though. I kind of like the fact that um, he's Argentinian, despite having a name like McAllister. Yeah, his grandparents are from... Great-great-grandparents are from Scotland, I think. Yeah, and all his brothers are playing in Argentina or something like that. So, interesting player, but not secured. Uh, Not yet, at least. I think Brighton has a few of these players who, you know, in a few years' time, they might be good FPL assets. McAllister is one of them. Jacob Moder is another one who, you know, when he plays, he tends to pop up with assists and goals, but just hasn't secured a place yet. Yeah, I've always wanted Moda to be nailed because he's 4.5, you know, Polish international. So when he starts, like you say, not a bad asset, but he's in and out of the team. Trossard was a very popular pick, I think, a few weeks ago when he was playing up top. But that sort of, you know, stopped again. Morpe's back in the side. Yeah, I like Morpe though. Uh, if you're, are we moving to strikers? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to give you another section to talk about Neil Morpe, so you better get it now. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I like Mopi. I think it's a good pun to have if you're looking for a double game week striker that is cheap. Um, he actually has done pretty well, like kind of under the radar the past few weeks. I don't think anyone's talking about him. But he has returned in um, 
What's that? In the past... Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> let me count it first. Three of the past five weeks, I'll save you the trouble. Four of the past six weeks. Right? Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Four of the past six weeks. So that's pretty consistent. And he didn't play one of it. So that's actually four in the past five weeks. Yeah, he didn't play against Wolves. I missed that, so... Yeah, of course, you know, you could stretch it back. <laughs> and then you'll see he kind of had a period of blanks. But I think generally pretty consistent. And at his price, 6.5, you know, I, I think it's good. It's a You get a striker who plays both games, pretty much nailed for both games, and has been um, pretty on form. I think he scored in the FA Cup too, I think, right? Blanks in 24 though. Yeah, but then again, 6.5, you can bench him. Would you not... Yeah, we're digressing, but might as well, since we're on forwards. Would you not just prefer to get the Watford double-up? Yes, I'm suggesting a Watford attacking double-up because let's look at who they have. They have Newcastle, who lost at home to Cambridge, with a full-strength side, okay, including Kieran Trippier. Then they play Burnley away. Burnley, morale has got to be on the floor. They've been losing games, and now they've lost their talismanic Chris Wood. I mean, relegation is almost confirmed for them as far as I'm concerned. And then they play Norwich next week in 23. I think as three fixtures go, that is as good as it gets, no? I guess, but do Watford convince you enough to have two of their attackers? Like, well, I'm happy having Dennis, right? Dennis, great. Having King, though, I don't know. He's been doing decent, I guess. And if something crops up, right? Like, um, let's say they are suddenly hit with COVID and that's it, two of your players are out straight away. Um, two strikers. I don't. I guess maybe it's team specific also because the way I my my fans are really spread out, right? Like no one in my team is a is a bench warmer. You know, uh, I can pretty much start anyone if they have a good fixture. So because of that, I want. I know I will probably need to bench um, players who have a decent fixture, right? Uh, am I making sense? <laughs> So, like, there will be weeks I have to bench more pay just simply because I have better options, even though he has a good fixture, and I'm okay with that. Um, if I go for Dennis and King, if they have a bad fixture, I have to bench both of them, and it's just, you know, it, it kind of screws with my team's balance, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that that for any team that you double up, especially in attack, yeah, you, you run the risk. When the weeks are bad, then you got to bench both. Or, and, and also in the good weeks, if you can't play both, who do you start? I can understand that, that being a stressful yeah. issue. But, okay... Projected points for what they are worth, right? FPL Review has King fifth behind Kane, Bruno, Mount, Ronaldo. And his underlying stats are pretty good. I, I joke a lot about Josh King because I own Dennis. And I, I find it amusing that people place so much faith in King over Dennis. I, I still think Dennis is the, the better pick. But for these three fixtures alone, I'm really tempted to just get King in. I, I know Watford are not a great team. But I had this stat today from uh, All About FPL. Watford's under Ranieri, their XG against the big six is about 0.9 per game. Whereas against teams who are not in the big six, it's 1.7 XG per game. They really go all out in attack because they can't really defend. And I think bar that Spurs game where they try to defend for 90 minutes, Watford typically, you know, the approach is just go for it. That's what they did against West Ham. They score in the first five minutes and then they get whacked. They don't have any other option. And these are all six-pointer games, right, for a team like Watford. They got to beat Newcastle. They got to beat Burnley, and they got to beat Norwich. They win those three; they're probably safe, because these are all rivals in that relegation battle. So I, I think 
it's a, a low risk punt because they're both fairly cheap. Appreciate the risk of COVID. I mean, COVID, COVID can hit any of your players. I mean, I don't think the argument for not doubling up is really that strong because if you own five, six guys randomly all get COVID or all get injuries, I own Matt Target. So what, what are the odds that Villa go sign a new left back this week? You can't plan for that kind of stuff. I could have gone cash 0.3 more. So I think I wouldn't go think that far ahead. I think if they've got good fixtures, it's okay to double up. And I think the value is there, right? 5.8 for Josh King and 6.1 for Dennis. That's combined less than the price of Ronaldo. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Ronaldo's a good comparison, but I, I, I definitely see the appeal of it. And I don't think it's a bad move. Just not one that I'm personally looking to make. But I can 100% understand if you want to go for it. Okay. And since we are still on forwards, uh, let's talk about Watkins and Antonio. So two people who are fairly popular because a lot of people have Watkins uh, from previously, from previous weeks. And Antonio, everybody has because of this double game week. Antonio is going to face Leeds. Now we are recording before West Ham have played Norwich. So obviously, if Antonio goes and scores a hat-trick now, uh, none of us are going to sell him. But leaving that aside, we have a question here from Ryan asking, is it worthwhile selling Watkins or Antonio for Cristiano Ronaldo? And if not, uh, would you then consider Dennis as a captaincy? We'll come to captaincy later. But on the first issue, Watkins may have a double in Game Week 23. Villa could, according to Ben Krellin, have a double against Everton and either Burnley or Leeds. He thinks this is a probable double. He thinks we may get the announcement before the Game Week 22 deadline. So obviously, if you get the announcement, that's great. Do you then hold Watkins or do you hold Antonio, both single Game Week players this week, instead of getting Ronaldo? Now, I appreciate the prices are different, so he hasn't told us. But you know, I would assume, for me, I could get that move by selling Sun for Lukman, as an example. So I can see the appeal in it. Would you go for that? I think I would keep um, Watkins. Because, uh, like you said, you know, you don't want to sell him and then they definitely have um, doubles coming up because they are behind like what three fixtures or something like that yeah yeah so definitely you want him if they have a um, double coming up may bench him this week I guess I don't know do maybe I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm such a cynical United fan and I don't think Ronaldo is worth having this week or you know in the foreseeable future actually um so maybe I'm just the wrong person to ask. What do you think, Siva? No, no. Like actually, I'm, I'm happy just going without Ronaldo and just keeping Watkins. Like if that was my team, that's what I would do. Perfectly fine question. I, I, I'd like to talk to you about it because I, when I saw United uh, against Villa, I, I looked at it and thought, even though Ronaldo wasn't playing, I just thought, look, this is all I need to see. I, I'm just convinced that I don't need them. I saw them against Wolves, and similarly, I didn't, you know, no fear about not owning Ronaldo. But I watched Brentford against Saints yesterday and Brentford were really, really bad. I mean, they, they were just conceding goals for fun. The goal that Broja scored is just a schoolboy defending, you know. It's, it's long ball over the top. They've committed all their men forward and they just get done so easily. Their keeper looks really uncertain. Raya's back in training, but I don't know if he plays for the double. I don't know if it's too soon for him because he's been out for so long. So that's my fear about Ronaldo. And I do think... Uh, rightly or wrongly, Ronaldo will definitely be the popular captain pick this week because there aren't uh, the alternatives don't really stand out. That's why people are asking. Are you going to start talking about effective ownership? No, it's not effective ownership, but obviously it's scary if a player. You, know, you see this with Salah every week. You know that a guy is going to be the popular captain. F- forget effective e- captainship. 
whatever, okay? You know that that guy's <laughs> heavily owned uh, or is going to be heavily owned because people have cash to burn. Like, I own Kane. I can't see people running to get Kane this week. You know, I have him, but I I, I can't see. Just, just the, That's not where the, the, the direction of travel is. And you look at that Brentford result, you know, without thinking too much, you think, okay, I'll just have Ronaldo this week. Why not? So what's your confidence for going against Ronaldo this week beyond, you know, your, your general cynicism in United? G- give me something more. Is, do you need anything more? United is bad. United plays badly. You can have two great fixtures, but, you know, if your team plays badly, it goes nowhere. Case in point, when we played against Newcastle, when we played against... Um, Watford, when they were really bad. Talking about Ole era, right? I know new manager and stuff, but the idea, the whole concept is that if you are playing bad, you could play a bad team and make them look good. And what is the Burnley performance then? Is that just an anomaly? Is that just Burnley are so bad that anybody can beat them? Yeah, I think there was a bit of an anomaly, I think, because... Well, it's the definition of an anomaly, right? Um, since Ragnar have come in, we've played seven games and that's the only game that is an outlier that we played kind of well. Um, but more Burnley was bad. You know, if you watch the game, you will see it's, it's more that Burnley was bad. The other games, we've all been, you know, horrible, terrible. Okay. And uh, to come back to Ryan's question, so would you then keep a single game weaker like Antonio over Ronaldo? I would, um, if I had to take a hit, I guess. If you have no other transfers to make, and you, I guess, if you wanted to bring in Ronaldo, there's no better week to do it, I guess. Double game week, easy fixtures, and plus, not many other captainable assets, quote-unquote, captainable assets. So, I would see why people do it this week. I can understand why people do it this week. Just me as a United fan, I'm not doing it this week. Okay. Uh, since we, we've, just, we've circled around this topic so much and you're already bringing up captaincy, let's get into it, right? So Ryan obviously asked, is Dennis the next best captaincy after Ronaldo? Uh, Matt asking if someone doesn't want to or can't get to Ronaldo or Kane. Sam, I guess you can answer this question. Who is the best captaincy option? So Sam, you own Sun, you don't own Kane, you don't own Ronaldo. Who's your captain? You know, I think I messaged you about this, but I was really set on triple captaining Sun this week because I know no one else would have done it or not many would have done it. I thought it would be a good differential and I had real faith in Sun hauling. And then he got injured. So I'm kind of stuck. Right now, on my draft pick, my captain is on Dennis. Can you believe it? Yay! Um, but the yellow flag scares me, right? What if he doesn't, you know, finish the game because he gets injured like in the first game and stuff like that? If I do bring in Madison, I probably would captain Madison, I think. Wow, that is a big shot. I don't think I've seen Madison captain anywhere. You're, you're okay with the second fixture against Spurs and the fact yeah, that there's I'm no okay striker. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I said, I think Leicester can score against anyone. Madison himself definitely, you know, can score against any team, I think. I definitely would want to captain a double game week player over a single game week, as nice as their fixture might be. You know, it's just statistics and probability, right? Two games, higher chance of scoring. You want someone who's nailed, 
And I think Madison kind of ticks all the boxes. On form, nailed. Decent but, fixtures, I guess. Not the best, but Spurs, not to say they've been impenetrable, you know? Well, Dennis is back in training. I mean, uh, there is video footage of him training yesterday with King. It was posted on the Watford Twitter. So I think the flag will be removed. Is that enough to push you back to Dennis captaincy? Because I flirted with the idea of Dennis captain. I'll be very honest with you. It's really tempting. Uh, if only just for the, you know, the sheer uh, value of just watching people who don't own Dennis once again be stumped. How does he keep doing this? He's overperforming and all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm aware that Dennis plays for Watford. And that captaincy feels, I don't know why, captaincy feels like a higher gamble than most. I have Kane and I feel like... Uh, you're okay just... with taking the gamble to have double Watford players, but you're not okay with captaining one of them. How, I, I know, right? It seems conflicting. I don't know how to explain it. It just, it feels like it's one extra step, like captaincy on a guy, like, okay, you know, the flag aside, he's not on pens, so, which I, I, I like having that safety net. Like, I had Ronaldo captain against Norwich and United were awful that day, but he's on pens, he wins a pen, he gets, you know, Nine points, eighteen uh, on the double. That safety that it really can't be underestimated. I feel I've captain Salah so many times where he just gets a random pen. So I I don't think that can be underestimated. And I don't have the same kind of confidence in King that I have in Dennis and to return outside of the pens, which is why I come back to saying I've got Kane. So for me, it's a bit different. I don't have your issues. I've got a premium asset. I'm relatively comfortable captaining Kane. I think Leicester defense has been quite poor. I watch Arsenal enough to know that we are not the most solid, especially right now. We're not going to have Partey or Xhaka. But coming back to this, why aren't you confident enough to captain Dennis, assuming the flag is off? Oh, I mean, uh, like I said, that's not. It's just the flag. If the flag's off, I think I would heavily... It'll, it'll be up, you know, right to the deadline, I think, between Madison and Dennis. Leaning on Dennis because of the fixtures, I think. I love how people always say up to the deadline. Like, you're not going to find out more information between now and then. I mean, almost certainly you're not going to learn anything else new about these guys. So Yeah, I, I think I'll just flip a coin, like, you know, half an hour. Not five minutes because <laughs> I tried that five minutes thing. Didn't work out so well. So half an hour before the deadline. Um, flip a coin and decide, I guess, maybe. No, I stressed that the FPL servers the week after that. I made my transfer with one minute to go and it worked. It's just that one week, I think. Yeah, they had a bad. Yeah, I I guess it's kind of... I was going to say fixture over form, but Dennis is in form too. I guess it's whether you have the balls to captain uh, not only not a premium asset, but a budget asset, right? Technically, Dennis falls under budget asset price, you know? I think what's putting me off of captaining Dennis, uh, maybe I'm looking for excuses now, but it's just the fact it's two away fixtures. That's a little off-putting because fans are back in stadiums and I do think this season, uh, away and home records uh, do matter. I, I, I do think uh, I've you know certain teams play a lot better at home versus away. Like I think Brentford at home are a much better team than Brentford away, as an example to give you. you know Brentford against Man City at home versus how they played against Saints yesterday away. So... I do, and that, that just puts me off a bit. Uh, Dennis has to go to St. James Park against Newcastle. St. James Park is always, you know, a fairly uh, hostile ground. All the more reason now they're going to be up for it because they've spent money. And then he goes away to Burnley. Burnley's home record is quite poor, so that's probably less concerning. But it's just that two games away from home kind of puts me off. Well, you know what? Dennis' recent away form is pretty good. I'm just looking at it right now. His last... 
Um, so last away game was against Brentford away. That's a goal and three bonus points. The away game before that was against Leicester. Goal and an assist, 10 points. Away game before that is Arsenal. So that he blanked. Away game before that is Everton. One goal, two assists, 12 points. So, yeah. <laughs> Seems to play well away. And Anyway, I think this is all uh, circumstantial evidence, right? But that's it. I think you're right. Home games does play a difference. But on the other hand, it's Newcastle and Burnley. Come on, man. Doesn't get easier than this, I think. Probably the two easiest fixture you can have on paper. No, that would be Newcastle and Norwich, right? But, you know, close close enough. Okay, I've moved my bus captain to Dennis. <laughs> this all happening live, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's really tempting just for the sheer... I mean, it would just be so cool if he hauls. And... You know, like you no, said, now, two... now I don't want you to captain Dennis because I will probably captain Dennis. I think. Hey, no, 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 no. I, I, I had, I had, I told you about Dennis. You know, weeks before you were on Dennis, mate. But I went on Dennis before you did. One week before, and that's right? all that matters, man. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get King and Dennis, and I'm gonna go on Dennis. I think, I, I think you sort of saw me. Well, they, that's they like are... having three Watford strikers, man. <laughs> Proper differential though. I mean, in a week where everybody's so focused on Ronaldo, we're both going in on King and Dennis. I mean, what's are we going to talk happen? about more about Ronaldo and Kane? Are our followers gonna start unfolding us because we are vehemently against Ronaldo and Kane captains? All right, I'm, I have Kane, and I I don't mind Captain and Kane. I'm just a little concerned as to what the effect of no Sun will do to him. And I generally can't remember the last time Spurs played without Sun like over a sustained period. Uh, maybe he's missed one or two Europa fixtures, but I think in a key Premier League matches, I can't remember uh, Kane very often playing without Sun. And in any event, it's kind of irrelevant because it's all under different coaches. So I'm not sure how it affects them. That's the only thing that's putting me off because Sun's such a crucial aspect of this first team. Uh, you know, Robin yeah. without his Batman. You know? Or Spider-Man without, I don't know, Mary Jane. <laughs> I mean, my concern on Captain Kane wouldn't be, you know, the fact that Sun is missing. It's more that Kane is kind of shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I think Kane's been better in recent weeks, though. And I think Kane's actually been better than Sun. I mean, I- I've been watching the games and I think he's getting into better positions, more central. He's actually taking chances. He's been unlucky not to return in some games. I just don't know if he's going to return to the-, the tune of what you need from a captain. I agree, I agree. I really think Mora might be a good pun. Not, you know, if he's going to play the Sun role. Although it might go to, um, what's that kid's name? Steven Bergwijn? The kid they just signed. Brian Hill. No, Bergwijn's about to leave, right? Yeah, um, I asked one. Brian Hill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know, actually. That's the, that's the problem, right? We don't know. Exactly. So that's why we don't know how they set up without Sun. We haven't seen any games without Sun because Sun just got injured in the most recent fixture. Of course, we'll get Carling Cup tonight. Uh, they're playing Chelsea. So maybe that gives us a clue. Hmm. Okay, so unfortunately we can't talk about that. So um, I'm sure Siva will share something on Twitter. Yeah, but okay, uh, let's just wrap up, right? Uh, a lot of people have the money who haven't invested in one of these guys. If you had to pick one guy between Ronaldo and Kane this week, who would it be? Ronaldo. Like I said, I, I don't trust Kane. I don't so- trust Ronaldo. I also said that. So <laughs> I trust Kane less than I trust Ronaldo. Okay. 
It's not that I don't trust Ronaldo. Let me rephrase that. I still think Ronaldo's a good goal scorer. I still think he will get goals. I just think United's attack is so bad, they're not going to provide that environment for him to score enough to justify his price tag. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah, he'll score, but not enough to justify the price tag. Fair. Yep, yep. But he'll score more than Kane. Definitely, I think. Yeah, I think if you had to pick one this weekend, even though I own Kane... I can't, you know, hand on heart, I can't say that you go Kane over Ronaldo, to be honest with you. I just got him in because I had him in a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think, sorry, um, just another thought that came, but I think United plays worse when it's against so-called organized teams, right? Against coaches who really drill in uh, on organizational patterns and structure and stuff. That's when United tend to play badly. And we tend to play better against teams who are more individualistic. And um, so this week, we're going to play against Villa and Brentford, both teams who are, you know, kind of organized, actually really organized, I think. So I don't really have that much faith in United doing that well against them. And and once again, we come back to it, but the Brentford result against Saints, that gives you no cause to be concerned. It could be just a one-off. I mean, it's a cup fixture, right? No, it was a Prem fixture, mate. Midweek. It's a Prem fixture. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It's just... Because it happened in midweek, my brain automatically filed it as cup fixture. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Brentford are not the best. That's for sure, right? Um, but they're home this week. They were away against Southampton, am I right? Yep. Yeah, so, you know, that could make a difference. Anyway, still good fixtures for United on paper, at least. So. Alright, fair enough. I, I think that's uh, more than we can say. And I think we've covered all the topics we want to cover. So, that's us for this week. We will be wait, back. Wait. Can I talk about Chris Wood? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Fire away. I think it's going to be a really good signing for Newcastle. Um, my favourite uh, my favorite Newcastle striker, Caleb Wilson, is injured, right? They got Trippier in. Trippier's great at crossing. And now they got Wood in, who is great at hitting. Um, I think it's going to be a really good signing. Keep your eyes on Chris Wood, everyone. Chris Wood had three goals all season. Yeah, I mean, he's been bad, but it's more that Burnley has kind of been bad, right? Um, I would I would assume he is part of that. I mean, he's he's still kind of getting into the same positions. Plus, um, one season, I mean, one half season has been bad, but generally over the past few years, he's been really consistent, like 12 goals a season consistent, you know, for the past, I don't know how many years. Kieran Trippier hasn't had a single assist this whole season. Yeah, but that's more on Atletico. I think they've been playing kind of bad as well. But, you know, new team, new system, new way of playing, blah, blah, blah. I, I just kind of have confidence on Chris Wood doing well in Newcastle. Okay, and you think they'll stay up? I think so, yeah. Mostly because, you know, they basically <laughs> forced Burnley to go down. <laughs> it's cheating, but yeah. It's quite Can't believe Burnley sold him, man. Release Colos, they had to. Hmm, okay, okay, okay. Well, it's a decent fee, I think. So it might work out well if they can reinvest that. Um, you know, I mean, Kone is good. So if they can get someone else who can, you know, maybe support him better and things like that, we'll see. Kone straight back into my team. I mean, the moment he comes back on AFCON, I don't, I don't the, care what underlying stats, man. Honestly, I'm kind of pissed that he's not around for their double game week. If not, I would heavily consider Kone. Because their whole game plan is kick it long and hope Chris Wood heads it in. They don't have that. So their backup game plan is pass to corner and hope he shoots it in. I mean, that, that's, no, that's actually, all they their, their game plan now is more kick it long, 
hope that Chris Woods gets a hit on it and then lets Connor do it. That's his thing. Yeah. That's kind of their new plan now this year. Yeah, so just you know, sub Rodriguez and Barnes. I I generally don't think Burnley have lost anything, but you know, just get some other idiot who's tall and you know kick balls in his direction. <laughs> okay, um, I think we're done. Oh wait, yeah. how do you feel about Coutinho? Just you know, I'm sure people will start looking at him. I I think, and I posted this on our Twitter. You know, I think Coutinho, you got it's a great for you because you got this week to look at him. No one's going to bring him in this week because we've all got double game weeks to chase and be disappointed by. So let's do that. 7 mil is a decent price. And if Villa have the double next week, if he looks good against United, I obviously Jury's still out. He's had bad time at Barcelona, but he was pretty decent at Bayern. Like uh, his stats at Bayern weren't too bad. Uh, so if he can replicate that one week and all that, but it, and they have a good double as well. If it's possibly against Everton and Burnley or Leeds, 7 mil, we're kind of looking for midfielders in that bracket. If you've got Madison in this week, I don't think moving to Coutinho next week for a double is the worst move. Hmm. Plus, Dinier coming in, right? That's the latest report. So Might be finalized by, by the time, um, you know, by the time this pod is out. My one Villa asset is Matt Target. I mean, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I think Dinier will do well in Villa. Um, Gerard likes his fullbacks to push up. So I think they'll do well. Plus, I think this bodes really well for Watkins and maybe Ings too. I'm not sure how they're going to fit everyone in up top. Um, will Watkins be a striker? Will Ings be a central striker and Watkins pushed out wide? What about Buendia? Where does Coutinho play? So we, you know, still a bit of uncertainties there. But long term, I really like how, um, I really like the prospect of Dine in Villa. Yeah, I, I think Dine is one to watch. I mean, obviously, Madikesh looked really good against United. I, the fact that Anwar Ghazi is going off to Everton means. Ings, who already had pens, like that's locked and certain. It's pens for him now, which is really good. I think Ings, same price as Watkins. I think Ings could be the one to go for. Yeah, wait and see, but could be really good, I think. We'll talk more about Villa next week because if they get the double, especially, that'll be all the rage. And that is Game Week 23. So we'll be back before then. But in the meantime, Sam? Get those green arrows, guys. See you all next week. Oh, this is the thing.